0: Queen. She's wearing high heel shoes, got her wings on too.
1: Hello and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and the pilots and from traveling around the world. In this episode, we have stories about gators, breast coke, in-flight fights and a vomiteer. Let's get on with the show. This comes from a listener named Bill. He said, In the spring of 1987, I was a developmental controller at the Tower in Lafayette, Louisiana. I had completed my training for some of the positions, but was still working local control as a student with a fully qualified controller watching everything I do. It was a Sunday afternoon and things were fairly quiet. One of the business jets that frequented our airport was clearing runway 21 when he called and said, Tower Zero Papa Hotel. We saw an alligator on the runway as we were rolling out. Well, that woke us up. Zero Papa Hotel Lafayette. Say again? Tower. It's about two-thirds of the way down the runway on the right-hand side. Looked to be about six or seven feet long, just laying on the runway. My boss had the binoculars up and said, Yep, I see him." The runway had warmed up during the day, and the alligator was sunning himself on the runway. I looked at the radar scope and noted that a Continental 727 from Houston had been cleared for approach and was on a three-mile final. Continental, Lafayette Tower, go around. There's an alligator on the runway. When pilots laugh on the radio, they click the microphone several times without saying everything. Almost immediately, I got click, 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 click. Lafayette Tower, Continental, going around and repeat the last. Continental, we have an alligator on the runway. Please execute missed approach and holding while we take care of this. Click, 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 click. Continental, missed approach. My boss is now on the phone with the airport fire station. My boss grew up in the area and speaks the local dialect, which is a mix of English, French, Creole, and words they've made up along the way. After a brief conversation that I really didn't understand, he hung up and said, they'll be on the way. A few minutes later, I got, tower, ground three, permission to drive over runway 21. I replied, ground three, tower, the airport is yours. The pickup truck with one of those big orange and white checkerboard flag on it drove out to the alligator. The driver gets out, walks over to the alligator, grabs him by the tail, and swings him up into the back of the pickup. No tape around the stout? No regard for sharp teeth? Teeth? Nothing. Then he drives off the end of the crossing runway, reaches in, grabs the alligator by the tail, and flings it out into the swamp. Tower, ground three, return to the fire station. Ground three, tower, proceed as requested. As he cleared the active runway, I told Approach they could send the Continental jet back to land. Continental came back on my frequency as he proceeded back and landed without incident. I do know that my boss was about a 50-50 chance whether the alligator was going to uh, be freed in the swamp, or whether he would go home with a ground worker and become dinner that night. I have no idea what the passengers were told, but I guess it probably wasn't. There's a gator on the runway.
2: Look
0: at me.
3: I'm yes, I was serving on the cart, yeah. and I set the uh, glass to pour a glass of Coke, yeah. and I had run out of napkins on my end of the cart, so I reached over to get a napkin off the other end. And when I leaned back up, the Coke was missing. And I thought, what happened to that Coke? It was hanging, a full glass of Coke was hanging on the top of my of my wings on my left boob.
1: <laughs> it, it just stayed there? It yeah. just stayed there. Do you remember know that? That's
3: so, almost impossible. It's so, this is called a breast Coke. This is a breast Coke. <laughs> <laughs> so me and the other flight attendant, and the two people that could see had a really good laugh. Tearful laugh, so. A breast Coke. It's a breast Coke. If you if you don't have enough hands to serve you can use your wings.
1: So I I was just sort of in shock when the flight attendant was telling me this story because I've been flying a long time and I've never had a cup of coke stuck on my wings. <laughs> if I sound a little funny, I'm fighting a cold so I might be a little hoarse and a little um stuffed up. But anyway, she was actually she demonstrated. She took a coke And she hung it from her wings and literally she could move around and that Coke would actually stay there on her breast. (laughs) So now on every trip I've been going on, I've been telling everybody about this story. How, you know, she reached over to get the napkin and she's like, where's the Coke? And then I show them, I take a Coke and I hang it from my wings. And the one girl goes, oh, wow, that's the best Coke I ever had. (laughs) and then we're laughing and another girl said uh, what's your cup size <laughs> As the cups hanging from my breast and i said oh my gosh she said she actually served that gentleman she just sort of like <laughs> presented it and he took the coke <laughs> off her wings Don't touch me.
3: Feels too real. so we're boarding an aircraft out of miami when new orleans played in the world series my correction: New Orleans was playing in the um, Super Bowl, oh. so New Orleans Mardi Gras right. is a big thing. So they all wear these Mardi Gras beads. So these passengers get on. This one man in particular had these Mardi Gras beads, and these balls were just huge. The beads to the necklace were right. huge. So this flight attendant says, "Man, you got some big balls." <laughs> <laughs>
1: talked about um, having air marshals on board uh, a little bit, but one of the interesting things that happens sometimes is that um, for some reason, passengers want to pick fights with the air marshals. Now, granted, they have no idea that that's the air marshal, but I don't know what draws them to that particular passenger to have a fight with, because you are never going to win a fight with a federal air marshal. You know, he's packing. <laughs> but for some reason, I think this is a really odd thing. Uh, for some reason, that's who these guys pick fights with. So I was just coming back from, uh, we were going to Amsterdam, and uh, we're on the ground still, and the air marshal's sitting in coach, and And this man's angry because there were six of them and they weren't sitting together. But they were sitting like two, two, and two. It's not like they were all not together, but they weren't all six together. And he's angry and he's mad and he's already been pitching a fit. And he's got his uh, carry-on bag and he's shoving it in the overhead bin where the air marshal's bag is. And there's no room in this overhead bin. And he's shoving it and shoving it. And the air marshal at first was trying to be patient. And then he says, hey, man, would you quit shoving... The bag in, onto my bag is not going to fit in there. And he goes, I know what I'm doing. I'm doing it on purpose. And he's shoving it and shoving it. And the, the, <laughs> the air marshals. And we have our eyes on this kind of stuff. You guys might not realize that the flight attendants are paying attention. Well, we pay attention. If there's a fight going on, we usually have our eyes on it. So the flight attendants were in the galley and they see the man. Because they already knew the guy was angry. So they're sort of already watching him. And now he's picking a fight with the air marshal. Of course he doesn't know he has a gun. And and um it looked like they they were gonna get, you know, physical (laughs) because the guy keeps shoving his bag into the other into the air marshal's bag. So we go and get an agent, because we're on the ground, and they take him off into the jetway and tell him basically, you know, if you don't calm down and stop, you know, being aggressive, we're gonna take you off the flight and you're not going to Amsterdam. And when that's sort of when a reasonable person sort of backs down. You know, they're like, oh, gosh, something." there's consequences to my behavior. And he did. He calmed down. He was fine. Uh, but because we had just had this and we were worried that the air marshal was going to fight with the passenger, um, <laughs> we're in the galley and this other flight attendant is like, you know, why do they always, why, of all the people on board, why, why, why do they pick on the air marshals. I'm like, I know that's so weird how that happens. She goes, oh, okay. So she said, so I was on this flight and, uh, the air marshal was sitting in front of this angry guy and, uh, the air marshal put his seat back and the guy behind him is shoving his seat back up. And he's like, put your seat up. And the the air marshal was like, I can put my seat back. And he actually had put it up for the meal service. He was just putting it back. Uh, you know, you're allowed to put your seat back and the guy's shoving him, he's shoving. And then he like shoves through the seat and he hits him. He hits the air marshal (laughs) and the air marshal says, no, I'm putting my seat back. And so then this guy behind the air marshal stands up and he hits, he hits the air marshal. Of course, he has no idea the guy's an air marshal. He has no idea he has a gun. But uh, luckily, the air marshals are so cool and collected and they're so well trained. You know, they're not going to let some stupid passenger, you know, get the best of them. But anyway, this guy stands up. He's real tall and he says, you stop now <laughs> i swear these are the fights you never get away and the guy realized like oh crap <laughs> i guess i <laughs> i guess i better calm down all right now the other girl another girl i'm talking to she's like oh my gosh i had this happen she's like, why in the world do they always pick the air marshals I'm like, i don't know maybe it's because they're um they're usually pretty much in shape you know lots of times i ask them uh sometimes i'll see them going and coming and i'll be like what'd you do on your layover do you work out twice (laughs) because they look like they've worked out twice and they're like yeah i worked out twice (laughs) so maybe it's because they're muscular and in shape and that's why men want to pick on them i don't know so anyway she goes yeah this was in first class and the air marshal's sitting at the window and he's awake because they stay awake they're supposed to stay awake and uh He's got his window shade open. And she said there was this drunk guy that they were calling the worm. Affectionately calling the worm. (laughs) They said they knew he was going to be trouble from the beginning because he got on the plane and said, "Ah, I'm not going to eat anything. I'm just going to drink the whole flight. And they're thinking, oh, great. That sounds like fun. (laughs) And so this guy was just a pain. He even tried to grope one of the other flight attendants. So they were already having all kinds of problems with the worm and uh the worm calls uh, this this flight attendant she's blonde and pretty and and then ni- she's so nice she's one of the nicest flight tenants i know and he calls her over and he says uh you tell that guy over there he better shut his window shade or i'm gonna beat his ass and uh she said um sir and she's thinking the worm <laughs> um sir uh, i don't think that um That gentleman over there is somebody who you want to pick a fight with. Uh, He's a a, a large man. She said the man was like almost 300 pounds. He was like all muscle. And here's this worm saying, I'm going to beat his ass. And and here's the worm says to her, no, no, no. I want you to go over there right now and tell him if he doesn't shut his window shade, I'm going to beat his ass. So the pretty blonde flight attendant goes over to uh, the air marshal and says, um, she bends down and she whispers and she says um sir uh this other gentleman over here that's been uh drinking a lot um he says uh that uh, if you don't put your window shade down uh, and i quote um he's gonna beat your ass (laughs) and the giant (laughs) muscular air marshal just uses his hand like in the matrix like come on bring it on just bring it on (laughs) i think at that point the worm realized that he couldn't beat his ass and uh conveniently passed out (laughs) that's the end of the worm they picked these fights that they ain't never gonna win
3: Shortly after 9-11, right. and there was a Muslim gentleman, and he was praying right. in the jetway and right. in the gatehouse. Right. And so he kind of felt like people were looking at him, and he, he wasn't doing anything right. bad. It wasn't... Right. It's just because there's all been right, the news. Right, it, it was news. Just, yeah. So he felt like he was being discriminated against. He got pulled off the airplane and wanted to see his credentials. He was right. completely fine. He was younger, but... You know, they just yeah. He had a little bit of an attitude, also. Right. Well, he's like a drunk, so <laughs> he's lucky drunk wasn't around. He's yeah. <laughs> so it was um, back on the L ten eleven. So we had a lot of middle seats. Yeah. And like five seats across. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I, it was know, two I, yeah, five two. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I am on the beverage cart, and so that we start our service take off normal. No no problems. He's on the airplane. Well, I'm on the beverage cart and a businessman taps me on the shoulder and says, a gentleman next to me took all his clothes off. (laughs) And I look at him like, you're out of your mind. You know, there's just no way. No, really? I did. I'm like looking at him. No. And he's like, he took his clothes off. So I... In the middle seat. In the middle seat. That's hard. So I turn around. I go to where he's standing. All I do is make eye contact. I mean, I can tell he's very hairy all over, but I tell him, sir, you have to put your clothes back on. So you didn't look down. I didn't look down, but he was butt naked. (laughs) I mean, he really, I mean, he didn't have any clothes on. I could see that he didn't have any clothes on. So he politely put his clothes back on. Do you know why he took his clothes on? No, I think he was just irritated. He was just upset because he felt like he had been discriminated against. So he was going to just, that was his little private protest. protest. Yeah. Naked Pro- protest. Uh. A protest of one. Yeah. <laughs> so the rest, so he got real, so he put his, over he had overalls on. So he put his overalls on, but never put his shirt back on. Oh, so he still had the hair so shirt. The, right. So the whole flight, he just paraded around the airport plane without, so with these
0: overalls and shirt
1: on. I had just been on the flight where the flight attendant was telling me about the um, hairy naked guy. <laughs> and I'm on my commuter flight home and uh, I'm standing, I may mean, have regular clothes on, but I'm standing in the back because, um, you know, there's no seat. It's going to be totally full. And uh, this guy is fiddling with his bag and, and he's bending over, and sure enough, just because we were talking about hairy bodies, this guy wasn't old, and he wasn't fat. He was like 22, uh, kind of tall, but he, since he was young, he had those long, low-slung pants on, so he bends over, and oh my God, look, I could to- I could see all of his ass crack, and he had the hairiest back and ass like the whole thing was just nothing but hair and crack and I was like whoa I don't say anything I try not to have any look on my face because I have my ID on because I'm you know jump seating and uh, I'm just like swallowing my oh my gosh and I was thinking to myself if you had that really hairy ass and I don't think most people find that attractive. There's probably some people that do. But uh, why would you wear your pants so low that people are going to see it? So sure enough, then he's like reaching up in the overhead bin and his shirt wasn't very long. And then those pants were hanging down. And I could see all that, that, that fur and crack again. Know who will fly by. see this story about the mouse causing a delay, I had to laugh because I've heard many stories about mice on the plane. Uh, I saw a news article that said uh, how he squeaked through security is anyone's guess. A little mouse made for a big delay on a British Airways flight from London to San Francisco. The passengers were all buckled up and ready to go when the crew told them that a mouse spotting meant they couldn't take off. That'd be a fun PA, There's a mouse spotting. The crew joked that the mouse couldn't enter U.S. airspace without a passport and told everyone they needed a whole new plane. That meant for a four hour delay. British Airways apologized and said they were satisfied that only two-legged passengers were on the flight once it took off. I worked with the flight attendant and um, if a pastor made him
2: upset or got on his nerves, he would take the cookies and crumble them up. And he
1: was like, "This is cookie crumble to the side." So, <laughs> oh, for just for the people he doesn't like, he'd give him the bag cookie. He would give him the crumble. He'd crumble it up till it was like powder, till it was like dust. So you know, we get so we do, and then so he's like, they get cookie crumble. <laughs> so he would preemptively smash the cookies yes so they couldn't (laughs) dunk it in their coffee and when they open it it would just spill all over them like to thank any of you who are so kind, found it in your heart when you were going to buy something on Amazon to take the little bit of time it takes to go to my website, BettyInTheSky.com, click on the Amazon links, purchase, and it doesn't cost you anymore. It supports the show. I like to see what people bought in this past month. Somebody bought a book on a Sex Addicts Anonymous, 60 Elmer's Glue sticks, and an outdoor research Lightstorm bucket rain hat, and a Pie face showdown game. I wonder I was trying to think, does that mean like you actually throw pies in people's faces with this game? Sounds interesting. Anyway, if you're gonna buy something on Amazon, please consider going to my website, bettingthisguy.com. Doesn't cost you any more. It supports the show. Thank you so very much. Don't
0: not to wake me.
1: I took this real quick trip to Barbados. Um I needed to do my taxes I had a couple days off and I'm like okay I'm gonna do my taxes and then the other part of me was like I don't want to do my taxes that sounds so boring I'm just gonna be cooped up here doing taxes so I got on a plane and flew to Barbados (laughs) I had a great time and uh, one of the things that was different there is they have um, food cars food cars like uh, you know we've all seen food trucks you know, and that makes kind of sense because you have a little more space. But there, uh, you'd be walking through a parking lot, and there'd be a lady, or sometimes a guy, um, with their trunk of their car open, with um, serving dishes. And uh, uh, one girl had a little sign and everything. So I, I got some chicken curry <laughs> from her car. And it was actually pretty good. I just had never seen
0: a food car. I could- Okie-dokie. for those of you who have never heard have you ever heard the uh the fire alarm go off the smoke alarm go off yeah
1: yeah
0: okay so this was it's a lar-
1: loud piercing it alarm. is
0: a it's an extremely loud piercing sound it was on a 727 we were do, uh it was a brief military charter and we were coming out of dallas love field i believe and the um i used to smoke <laughs> so, I've never seen the cigarette sign turned off. 18 years, never seen it, so at this time I smoked and the captain makes the announcement, I'm gonna turn the smoking, the, 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 the no smoking sign off, smoke them if you got them. And I thought, well this is my one chance to uh, say that I actually get to smoke on an airplane. So what does Brilliant here do? I go to the bathroom and I smoke the cigarette in the bathroom and then all of a sudden this, it goes off, and so I immediately start fanning it like it's going to help, and I'm expecting water to shoot out of the ceiling. Uh, it was insanely embarrassing. Yeah, because then
1: the other flight attendants <clears throat> had to come, and it's a flight attendant it is. smoking a, in the bag. It's a
0: colleague, and they're like, WTH, and I'm like, I'm, I, but he, he said, smoke them if you've got them, and I wanted to be, you know, to say that I did it, and I did it, and I did it, and I did it. And it's, <laughs> you know, but... It it was alarming. It was alarming, but I'm bummed. And I was like blowing and fanning
1: and like. This story was sent to me by two listeners, John and David. When Sheila saw a disheveled girl sitting beside an older, well-dressed man on her flight, she was concerned. The teenager looked like she'd been through hell, the flight attendant said, and the man would not let her speak to the girl. Sheila left a note for the girl in the plane's toilet, enabling the girl to explain that she needed help. It turned out the girl was a human trafficking victim, and Sheila's instinct helped to save her. The pilot was able to inform the police who were waiting when the plane landed. In this case, the flight attendant managed to communicate discreetly with the girl after whispering to her to go to the airplane lavatory. She left a note on the mirror for the teenager, who wrote that she needed help back to Sheila. The girl is now attending college and has stayed in touch with the flight attendant. It's a nice story.
2: I was pouring a gentleman's red wine, and I picked up the bottle, and the whole bottle, I just kind of did this, on him. You poured the whole bottle on The off. whole bottle on his shirt. <laughs> well, luckily, he had the Columbia shirts that are kind of thin. Do you know what oh, I yeah, mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, like a sports... Um... Yes, the sports shirts. So he did change. I took his shirt to the back galley, soaked it in a nice tub of club soda all of it came out
1: really it wasn't pink no,
2: no totally <laughs> totally came out the shirt was like new
1: but was he um he bare, was, was he bare chested the rest of the time no he had another shirt
2: thank goodness but uh <laughs> thank he goodness shorter. he was very nice about it
1: because <laughs> probably if he was really built you would hope he didn't <laughs> he was, have another shirt well, of
2: course but no <laughs> he was very nice but...
1: i have the best listeners and i get an email from a listener named robin and they had taken a screenshot of, they had put in in the search engine, Betty in the, and they, they were showing me with the screenshot that me, Betty in the Sky with the suitcase, came up before Betty in the Flintstones and Betty in the Bible. <laughs> I can't beat that. I was sitting on the jump seat talking to a uh, pretty senior flight attendant and she was telling me that she had been in some really bad turbulence. Now, I've been flying a long time and uh, I have never seen anyone hit the ceiling. I hear stories about it all the time. I've been in really bad, rough air, but I've never seen anyone or anything hit the ceiling, but she was saying she was on a flight where she hit the ceiling. Uh, She hurt her neck a bit, but she wasn't too badly injured. And the carts came off the ground. I mean, carts coming off the ground, those suckers are heavy. So, I mean, that is some bad turbulence if the carts are coming off the ground. So she said there was one passenger on the whole plane that didn't have their seatbelt on, and that passenger was sitting in an aisle seat, got out of the seat, hit the ceiling and came back down in the aisle Uh, luckily they weren't hurt and then she said there were swizzle sticks stuck to the ceilings from all the drinks hitting the ceilings and she said there was this one lady in the last row and the lady was wearing a white shirt white pants she was dressed all in white and she had red wine of course she'd have red wine (laughs) and she said she was watching her At, well, after she hit the ceiling and came back down she was watching the lady in white because the lady in white had her seatbelt on but her red wine had gone up hit the ceiling and then it was just dripping down on her and there was nothing she could do she's just looking up watching the red wine go from the ceiling onto her all white outfit she said that by the time she got off the plane she looked like she had been tie dyed in flight red wine tie dyed <laughs>
2: Don't know
1: who will fly by. So we were boarding a flight in Amsterdam and uh I'm monitoring the bags, trying to be available in the aisles, being a good little stewardess. And um we notice people, it's like part of the job. Uh, you know, notice people that look like, you know, they might need help or potential problems. You know, get your eyes on the plane. Very, I remember when I first started flying, they said it was be very cabin aware. You need to be cabin aware. So I try to be cabin aware. And uh, I see this lady getting on in a full length fur coat and shorts. And I was like, hmm, you know, that's unusual. You rarely see actual fur coats anymore. And this was a full length to the ground fur coat, and she was wearing shorts. Shorts and a fur coat. And I was like, hmm, you know, she might be peculiar. (laughs) It's just a guess, you know. And I was also thinking to myself, because I haven't seen a fur coat in so long, I was like, you know, a long time ago, that used to be like a big thing on a game show. They'd be like, and you win a fur coat. Like, they even said it a certain way. It wasn't a fur coat. It was like a fur coat. (laughs) So as I'm watching her come down the aisle, I'm like, here's a lady in a fur coat. <laughs> and sure enough, I'm on the beverage cart, and I was sort of wondering if she was going to be an interesting character. And I get to her, and she says to me, "Um, I bet you are always tempted to spill on passengers. And I was like, hmm. I said, um no actually um i'm never tempted to spill on passengers i'm thinking spilling on passengers is like a stressful thing it's a terrible thing it's the last thing you'd ever want to do on purpose and i was thinking why would she think that and i was thinking maybe she thought people might be aiming beverages for her fur coat There's something in fiction called a meet cute, like in romantic comedies, like there's a man and a woman and they both, the woman drops some papers and he goes to help her up and he touches her hand and you know, it's like a, they call it meet cute, but it rarely ever happens in real life. So I was wondering if you have a meet cute story that when you met your husband, was it one of those?
2: When I met my husband, I actually was trying to avoid a drunk man that was trying to pick me up. And my husband, who I didn't even know then, I went to... I stood up, I told the drunk man, excuse me, but this is an old friend of mine from college. And I hugged him. And I said, meet me behind gate C1. So he followed me over there, and I apologized for my rude behavior. And we've been married for 28 years. Do you know what? That is actually a meat cute story. But I was doing the, what the guys should have been doing, right? <laughs> no, but actually
1: I thought for sure you weren't going to have a meat cute because I thought it only happens in the uh, no, sitcoms. It no, it really does. Happen. It's a fairy tale. you got to make your fairy tales. So did you think he was attractive? Is this why you did this, like, um, little play? <laughs> Pick up? <laughs>
2: No, he had been in Wyoming on a fishing trip up, for, up there for two weeks, and he didn't smell very good. Probably, I don't know. I, was, I didn't get that close at the moment. And he had been out in the wild, so take, you know, use your imagination on what that looked like.
1: You know, it's interesting. Also, I think a lot of times for men, it takes something like that, like you doing something like he did, like for him to. We probably would have never approached you, right?
2: Well, he was just walking by to sit down. <laughs> he didn't know me from Adam, so no, it wasn't about him being with me or not. It was just he was just walking by, and he got hugged.
1: <laughs> I was working a flight to Amsterdam, and it was an uneventful flight. Uh has a nice crew. The passengers were nice. You know, good day at work. And uh, we're doing the breakfast service as we're landing into Amsterdam. And um, this passenger comes up to me. I'm on the cart passing out breakfast. And she says, uh, um, you need to go back to the galley. And I said, why? And she said, well, there's a big mess back there. And I was thinking, oh. So I didn't know what it was. So I, I parked my cart in the cross aisle and walk back there and oh my goodness (laughs) The, the the galley is covered in puke and not just any puke but like fuchsia puke like it had it was like red with some pink in it and it was because this girl had drank too much red wine and she had basically exploded I mean, I don't even know how you could have that much puke in one girl because she had it all over the floor, all over the carts, all over the trash cart, all over the jump seat, all over the door, and all over the bathroom. I mean, we had some, some uh, serving—they're like um, serving baskets. We hand like the hot towels out in them. They—they they were filled with fuchsia puke. So I was like, oh my gosh, I couldn't just, I couldn't just leave it there and go um continue doing breakfast because passengers were going to walk back there and then they would be tracking it all over the airplane. So I I I ran back up to the other flight attendant and I said, um I got I got there's a big mess in the galley and there's puke everywhere and I I you know, you're going to have to do that both sides cuz I got to get back there and start cleaning it up. And he was like, "Okay." He didn't understand. Uh how big a problem I was talking about. So I get my gloves on, I start glamorously cleaning up all the fuchsia puke. That's when you have to go, okay, I really like my job. I love the traveling. (laughs) It's okay if I'm cleaning up pounds of puke. So then he comes back because he needed to get something in the galley. He comes back with his cart and he goes, Oh my God. He said, You said there was a mess. You didn't say it was a catastrophe. I'm like, Yeah, it's everywhere. So he was really good and he had to help me too. And the other flight attendants had to come back to get more coffee and they were like, Oh, good God. They're like, What happened? I'm like, It's all one girl drank too much red wine. She exploded. So uh, wouldn't you know, on the way back, there's a young girl. She must have a stomach flu or something. So she's puking all over the place. And the other flight, I go up to first class and I'm like, oh, we got puke all over from this little girl. It doesn't seem as bad when it's from a kid. I don't know why. It's probably just a mental thing. But I was like, yeah, there's there's puke. And they were like, it's you. <laughs> you're you're the one that keeps finding the puke. You're the vomiteer. And I thought, oh, there's a word I haven't been called before, the vomiteer. I went into the restroom, the ladies' room, in the flight attendant lounge, and I was taken aback because there was a girl in her uniform with a toilet seat cover, you know, the paper disposable toilet seat cover that you put down, She had this around her neck as she was wearing her flight attendant uniform. And I literally was like thinking, is this a joke? Is this a joke? (laughs) I've never seen anybody with a toilet seat cover around their neck. And uh, I, I gave her a look and she just smiled and said, oh, it's like a bib. I'm going to put makeup on and I don't want to get it on my uniform. And, you know, it works great. And she proceeded. I was in there, too. And I was brushing my teeth. And I was. she proceeded. She had a big brush and she was using a lot of, like, that powder mineral makeup. And that probably does get all over the place. And, you know, the toilet seat cover is circular. <laughs> and she just wearing it around her neck and I, I I was leaving the restroom and I said um don't forget to take it off <laughs> can you imagine she's walking around in her flight uniform with a toilet seat cover around her neck Well, that's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I hope you'll join me again next time so we can travel the world together. Thanks. Bye.